it's crazy because we're kind of at the end of the summer and I feel like football season's around the corner. So Carly, I'm sure you're so hyped for that. Yeah, I'm super excited. It actually, I was noticing how quickly uh, football season came. I mean, granted, because I was involved with the team t- until the Super Bowl, like, turn the corner and football's already here, which is awesome. Um, and although, like, preseason, it's like a slow start, of course, but it's always exciting to see um, football back. I feel like summer went by way too fast, though. Like, how is it the end of August? I, I don't understand. I don't know. Like, the fact that we're, like, entering into September. It's crazy. crazy. But, like, yeah. sports-wise, I'm so hyped because, personally, college football is one of my favorites. And yes. I go Ohio to – Stater. Yes. I go to an Ohio State game every year when I visit my cousins, and that's that trip is happening around the corner. So – and didn't you go to Giants training camp? I did. Camp. Yep last week for a season to take a holder practice so that was awesome it was my i mean everyone's first time in the stadium since the 2019 season oh my god and i i feel like i'm hearing a lot of reports about saquon kind of getting back to normal and working yeah so like he was dressed which was good to see um obviously a light workload for him but he was dressed um yeah really only a few guys you know, we're kind of on the sidelines, not fully dressed. Um, so hopefully those, like, injuries subside by the time the season starts. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm very excited about it. Um, football, uh, NFL season, college football season, very exciting. Um, obviously, the preseason has begun. So a couple headlines coming out of those preseason games. But, you know, nothing totally major yet. Um, I think the biggest headlines will be during cutdown day, which will be after the third and final preseason game. And, of course, only three preseason games this year with the added week um, in the regular season, um, mm-hmm. which is all very interesting. It's, like, weird that there are going to be 17 games. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, no one will be able to finish 8-8 eight and eight again. Yeah, that's crazy. It's so weird. Um, one of the... I guess biggest headlines uh, that has come out so far, though, is that Tim Tebow has been cut by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Sarah and I talked about this when <laughs> the signing happened. And Carly was so confused. She was like, what I the was, hell is happening with I Tim? was. And you know what? Jaguars, like, there's no yeah. way that he was going to be like, like, make the team as yeah. a tight end. So That's what you said. Uh, yeah, so what Tim Tebow decides to do next in his career (laughs) speaking of our our follow-ups really quick i also was reading the headlines about um deshaun watson and they said he's kind of not been practicing with the team kind of just doing whatever he's told so it's still like murky waters unclear it's gonna happen with that and something has to be decided soon yeah i wonder i mean i don't i haven't heard anything about like the development of the lawsuit if he'll be on suspension yeah. If he'll get traded, like, all- no one knows at this point. I know. Um, and crazy. it's getting awfully close to the season. Um, and you know what? Like, besides, like, the Texans don't have much talent. Like, they don't <laughs> yeah. really have a team. So that'll be, like, really interesting to see. Yeah, for sure. Um, but a big headline that happened this week in soccer, which we don't really talk about, but 
obviously we support women's sports and uh, we're fans of the U.S. women's national team. Carly Lloyd, um, a household name at this point, announced her retirement. Uh, Her professional club career spanned 12 years and she was on six teams. She had 128 international goals. Crazy. Um, And she said in, in an article to to us quote when i first started out with the national team in 2005 my two main goals were to be the most complete soccer player i could be and to help the team win championships every single day i stepped out onto the field i played as if it was my last game i never wanted to take any granted especially knowing how hard it is to get to the top but even harder to- so long um just you know really the mindset of from Carly, and she's had quite an incredible decorated career. I don't know, Sarah, if you remember this, but a couple years ago, she was hanging yeah. out at the Eagles practice facility and kicking field goals. No, I remember that. And yeah. I feel like when, when her name comes to my mind, something that sticks out to me is that she's always done things her way. Um, she wrote a memoir and talked about, like, her family life, and even talked about, believe it or not, being an outsider within the national team. So she mm-hmm. kind of proved that sometimes these world-class athletes don't need to be, like, best friends of their teammates. She's kind of always been in her own lane and focused on her goals. Um, and then, obviously, the 2008 Olympic final against Brazil comes out when she scored those, like, key goals. So just a very memorable career for her. Sure, absolutely. Interested to see what she's going to do next. Yeah. And sure. she could definitely accomplish a lot, and she has that name that can take her, that she's established for herself that can take her far. Yeah. Um, so baseball is kind of the biggest sport going on right now at the moment. Uh, you know, there's September is rounding the corner. Playoffs are coming. Um, the Yankees have been yeah. going we, of course, will cover this more later with yep. our special guest, Dylan Campbell. We'll talk all things baseball with him. But uh, sports people out there, um, Yankees are doing well at the moment at the right time. Yeah. Hopefully, like, we're going to get a little playoff run going. This series against the Red Sox has been awesome. Um, I'm thinking about the little episode we did with um, a washed-up sports pod. I know they're mm-hmm. big uh, Boston fans. So <laughs> sorry to break it to you guys, but – the Yankees have been uh, having killing it, so good for them. Yeah, definitely good to see a New York sports team doing well as always. Yeah, and then the NBA Christmas schedule just got released, and I know it's so crazy to think about Christmas right now in the middle or the end of the summer, excuse me. But it got so much hype just because of the exciting lineup, which is obviously you know done in a very specific way. But you got the New York Knicks versus the Hawks, so you know Trey Young has become. MSG's favorite villain, so he'll be kind of revisiting there. You got the Bucks versus the Celtics. So with the Celtics, you got a bunch of like young stars, and obviously with the reigning champs uh, being Giannis led Bucks. Um, Phoenix Suns versus Warriors. So I'm excited to see Steph kind of in full swing again, and then obviously Devin Booker. The most anticipated matchup, the prime marquee 8 p.m. game, the Lakers versus Nets. That's going to be insane. Just to see the LeBron James, like Russell Westbrook combo, I just, I can't even wait. And then it wouldn't be an NBA Christmas game without Luka kind of rounding it off. So you have the Utah Jazz versus the Dallas Mavs in the end. So even though we're far from Christmas, this just got released um, and people are already so hype about it. For me, being a big basketball fan, Christmas games have always been my favorite. 
because it's just the best matchups and they're just all day. So me and my family literally spend like the whole day in front of the TV just waiting for those games. Yeah, it's a exciting day for sure. And, you know, that's such a, a day that the NBA realized. Um, exactly. Yeah. Wanna, you know, create games that will at- attract as much attention as possible. Yeah. And it's like there's no competition right there's no football on during that time it's like, right exactly it's, it's their it's their it's their day for the nba right? yeah yeah um i don't know it's funny carly i feel like we're in this weird transitional period where we're kind of like you said we're kind of creeping up on football season we're not quite there yet and then nba still far away it's in october but kind of also around the corner and that's getting hype so it's a it's like a weird time i don't like the transition period like i'm kind of ready for fall oh. from just like a sports perspective Totally agree with you. Um, The Olympics held us over for a bit, but this period of time, it always feels like there's a bit of a sports drought. Yeah, I just, but I love like the atmosphere of baseball games. Like, I I want to go to one just for the fun. Baseball games are, I think, a very fun thing to do in person. It's a very, like, it's a very fun environment. But I feel like out of all the environments, like, I prefer just in terms of like other fans, like, I like football games the most for the environment. Football games are fun. I love a hockey game. Um, I've never been to a hockey game in my life, like a professional hockey game. Maybe once when I was a kid. Hockey, I don't know. I just like the fast pace of the game. Um, The sounds, like the sound of cutting on the ice, the sound of the puck hitting against the sticks. I love How are the fans, though? Like, when you go to a Giants game, everyone's, like, interactive. Like, everyone's kind of getting together. Right. So, it just depends on the market. But, like, when I lived in Philly and we'd go to Flyers games, Mm -hmm. those fans are crazy. Like Philly fans in general are really Let's be real. But, like, also I went in Tampa. They're really good now. They've established their own market. And the fans are, like, pretty involved there. Granted, like. Their team brought them two cups back-to-back. So, like, they're invested at this point. You've lived in some fun cities, I feel like. Tampa, (laughs) Philly, New York. Like, is New York still your favorite? Yes, it is. It's still home, you know? Yeah, I feel like no matter how many cities I've been to, New York's my favorite, too. But, like, you'll be surprised. Like, some people have told me, like, no, I think New York's overrated. And I'm like, what? Like, I don't know. It's crazy because we live so close to New York, and yet it still gives me the same excitement it did when I was, like, 12 years old for the first time. Can you see the skyline? Yeah, like, it makes me so happy. We are here with a formal Drexel Dragon, like myself, who has worked with the Philadelphia Phillies, the University of Pennsylvania, and the Drexel men's basketball team. He is now the senior sportsbook specialist for Fox Bet. Please welcome Dylan Campbell. Carly, Sarah, what's going on, guys? How are you doing? Good. How's it going? Um, we're so happy to have you on. I'm very good to be here. This is actually my first podcast I have ever done. I've been on the radio before as a young kid, like on a you know sports <laughs> radio, but I've never actually done a podcast before. So I'm actually very excited. We have a podcast working on our hands. <laughs> hey, if I screw up, man, just put it past me. Like just. <laughs> we have a wonderful tool called uh, editing. Nice. Okay, well, that's perfect. All right. Yeah. So baseball season is very much upon us. Um, there has been a lot of movement in the NLEs over the past month. I mean, what are your thoughts? Who's heating up? Who's not? Would love to hear about it. Yeah, sure. Um, for those of you who don't know, I mean, I, yeah, like Carly said, I did work for the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, I have been a long Philadelphia sports fan. 
Um, and the Phillies, baseball is my favorite sport. So the Phillies have been uh, very near and dear to me for a very, very long time. So I do follow the game quite a bit. Um, and yeah, the NL East, uh, you can either love them or hate them, uh, but it, they, they are really, really, really entertaining. Uh, I mean, right now, if you want to look at it, uh, as a Phillies fan, um, I feel good about where the Phillies are at. Um, they do have technically the easiest schedule in Major League Baseball. Uh, so, it, so it does bode well for them, at least that they're going to be in the hunt come near the end of September. Um, they did just lose uh, two of three from both the Dodgers and the Reds. But at this point, they just need to take care of who they, you know, who they can be um, and their divisional rivals like the Braves, like the Mets, Marlins, Nationals. Um, they're going to get they're going to get a few guys back from injury. Uh, Zach Eflin, who's who's their three starter, um, is, is coming back next week. Um, and Reese Hoskins, who has the most home runs on the team, is coming back um, or should be ready to go by midweek, uh, you know, in their in their road series against the Diamondbacks. Um, the one thing that does scare me about the NL East, though, is the Atlanta Braves right now. Um, they are eight and two in their last uh, 10 games. Um, their pitching is coming together. Um, they do have they have made a rotation last year that really carried them, especially in the postseason to the NLCS. Uh, Max Freed. Um, has started to pick it up as a dominant curveball. Ian Anderson, um, Charlie Morton, um, and Yasker Yanoa. So, I mean, you're gonna they're 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 piling it up uh, on the pitching staff, uh, and then you know their infield and their offense is just insane. Um, I read something earlier today. Um, no team in baseball history has actually um, had an infield that has collectively each hit 30 home runs. Um, Freddie Freeman, I believe, has 24. Um, Dansby Swanson has 24. Ozzy Albies has 22. And, um, and Austin Riley has 25. Um, so all of them could actually, uh, you know, hit 30, which is quite insane. Um, so, yeah, so that's something, I mean, just beating them would be huge uh, for a team like the Phillies. And then finally, uh, the New York Mets, Carly's New York Mets. I knew, uh, I knew this was coming. I mean, yeah, I had to save the best for last. Um, but no, so so the Mets are. I, I do feel bad for the Mets. Um, they do have one of the one of the all time generational greats in Jacob Degrom. Um, their pitching staff was supposed to be very very good. I mean, I also feel for Noah Syndergaard. I mean, that guy, um, you know, a few years back could have could have been up there with Degrom in multiple Cy Young candidacies. Um, and he just, he just ended up getting hurt and, um, it's just, it's just been a tough road for him to get back. Um, and, and their schedule with, with, with the injuries, it is tough. I mean, hell, they, they played the Dodgers and they got swept at home. Then they fly out to San Francisco, which they're currently in right now. And then they play the Dodgers again on the road. And then they go back home and play the Giants. So like, just those two teams are just going to rough them up in this little bad stretch that they're in. And it just, by, by early September, we may know if they just have, if they have a chance or not. And I mean, not liking the Mets for a long time. I, I you know, I love it. I love this, you know, love to say it, but it really, it just doesn't look good. No, <laughs> it really does. I, and, I, I already think the, the end is near. It's over. Yeah. I mean, and if you look at the division, like, like you just said, Phillies are hot. Braves are hot. Like, and you're, and the Mets are slipping. There's just become too much of yeah. a differential at some point. You're not able to catch up and that's it. 
Yeah, and and you know, I I, I will say uh, I am I am afraid of the Braves, um, and it, and, it, and it really is unfortunate for 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 a Phillies fan to to watch. And it's great that we have an easy schedule, but we don't play. We we only play the Braves one more time, um, and we don't even play them at home. So it's it, it, we have to really really rely on beating up on the really bad teams, um, and we're also going to have to rely on bad teams to beat the Braves as well, like the Mets. So there's gonna there there could be a point where I have to actually root for the Mets, which I'm at this point I'm honestly okay. <laughs> right. I mean, and like you said, this is what keeps the NLE so exciting. Oh yeah, it's great. I mean, they're I mean it's terrible. I mean it's like, a it's the, a horrible. I mean a division. I mean, look the at the Braves, rest of baseball, think, but. I'm a, the Braves have, they have, they have their, they're the only team in the National League East that has a positive run differential, which is insane. Uh, so it's just, I, it's not great. And I, and, and I, and as a Phillies fan, I would love them to make the, make the playoffs. Are they going to do anything in the playoffs? And we can get to this later, but I mean, probably not. Yeah, that was my have, question. If any team, if a team, a team will make it out of the NL East, obviously, but will they? Yeah, they're have, gonna have to. Yeah, that's how. Will they have easy. any luck, any chance? Right. No. Um, I just any team from the NL East, uh, it, whether it be injury, whether it's just bad bad depth in general, um, they're gonna get trounced by somebody. I mean, they're gonna run into somebody. Yeah. So um, let's pivot into the playoff picture a bit. So the playoff picture is forming as we head into September. Yeah. Um, who are the top teams? that you're looking at as we head into the playoffs and what sleeper could make a run? Sure. So uh, let's just start in the National League because we were starting the NL East. Um, you know, with, with the playoffs, pitching is so pivotal in being able to set yourself up. Like, we, I mean, we did say that about the NL East and how, you know, there's no chance. But if you do have a good rotation, you – it doesn't matter what your win loss record was at the beginning or, you know, at the end of the year, if you are able to line up your rotation and match it up good, you have a chance and you have a chance in winning that divisional series. Um, so I do think that the Brewers are a sleeper pick um, to make the world series. Um, I'm going to pull up just because I work for Fox bet sports book. So I right now uh, to win the national league, Brewers are at plus 425. I, that, I mean, as a better, that's pretty good value you're going to get for them. Um, and, and with that rotation of Corbin Burns uh, and Brandon Woodruff, um, you know, it's just if they line themselves up correctly, they could they could easily just take a 2-0 series lead uh, and and run with it um, in, in a divisional game. Um, I mean, the move to the NL West, I, 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 it's so crazy to me how the Giants are good. Like I, I, I think that they're the biggest enigma. And if you ask me, I don't think that when it comes to the postseason time, they'll be able to respond. I really don't. And they may have the best record in the, in the major leagues. Um, but, you know, and, and obviously, like, like, I give them credit. I mean, Gabe Kapler is doing a hell of a job there. But I just think that when it comes to experience, like, I just don't think they're going to have it. Um, I mean, then, then you just have the Dodgers, too. Um, the Dodgers are just the Dodgers and they're just, and, and they, you know, with the, with the Scherzer and Turner trade uh, and with the experience that they have, I mean, they're just, you would, you have to think that they're the ones that are going to represent the national league. Um, but if I had to pick a sleeper, it would be the Brewers. Um, now the one thing I am very, very curious about, um, and I'm not saying that they're going to make a run, but one thing that I'm focusing on is um, that second wild card position. Um, 
San Diego is really lucky. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., um, for those of you who do not know, um, was out for multiple weeks uh, with a shoulder strain, um, left shoulder, um, but unable to play, unable to hit. Um, and so they decided that they were going to play him in right field. Um, his right arm is fine, so why not give, give it a shot? So he's lucky enough to come back and, and, and help them because there's a team in the Cincinnati Reds that can make a run right now with their offense. I mean, heck, they beat the Phillies two, you know, two out of three. Um, and, you know, San Diego needs as much as they can get right now because they're sure as not hell not winning the division. Um, and the Reds are creeping up behind them. And the Reds are a pretty, pretty darn good team. And they're playing teams like the Cubs, who Cubs have just let up on their season right now. So um, that's one thing. That's one thing that I'm really, really interested to see. And those wild card games are always fun. Um, moving on to the American League. Um, I, I'll start with the, I'll start with what we what I have as a sleeper. Um, I like the White Sox. I like the White Sox a lot. Uh, plus two seventy five to win the American League. I think that this is again, again another good value pick. Um, Again, another rotation that could, you know, not, they don't have the best record in baseball, but they they can add and they could line up their rotation um, to dominate in the postseason. Um, so they have they have the Cy Young or the, the leading Cy Young Award winner um, in Lance Lynn. He's um, a minus two thirteen win the Cy Young, so he's kind of a lock. Um, Carlos Rodon, uh, another one that, you know, back to back like that. I mean, he's at plus 700. So you're getting like, you know, you have two pitchers back to back that are, that are just dominant and have just had great seasons. Um, and so that could be, that could be trouble for any offense uh, in the American league. Um, their offense is good. They hit a lot of homers um, and then their bullpen. I mean, they have, they, they have Liam Hendricks, uh, the, the Aussie kid and, uh, and, and Craig Krimbrell, who's literally having one of the best seasons he's ever had. And he's like pretty old. He's been there for, he's, he's been in the league for a long time. So, uh, their pitching matches up very, very well against offenses in the American league. Um, hate to say it, but the, the Houston Astros are good. They are really, really good. Um, and they're probably going to have, they could have the best record in the American league when, when September's over. Um, you know, Jose Altuve is making a name for himself again um, without any of the, you know, banging on trash cans and the, and the wires or whatnot, or whatever you want to think. Um, and then, you know, and, and their pitching staff is great. Their pitching staff is great. Zach Greinke is, is, has the fountain of youth right now, had a great through a great game yesterday. So um, I think those two are, are, are probably the, the front runners, um, you know, in the American League to, pro to win it. Um, AL East is really weird right now. Really, really strange. Um, you know, to, you know, Boston was up and then they went down, uh, had went two and eight, and then now they're coming, coming back up. Yankees were really struggling. Now they're, you know, come, boosting up. Um, they're right behind the Red Sox in the wild card. Um, and then the Rays are just, the Rays are the most consistent team, um, but they've definitely lost some games that they probably, and lost some series that they probably should have won. So I don't, uh, the, the, the AL East was said to be the, you know, the, the big boys of, of, the, of the preseason, you know, going into the year, uh, thinking that one of those guys was going to just dominate the American League and it just hasn't been the case. Um, so, yeah, I like the, the White Sox or the Astros probably in the American League. And then in terms of like individual players that you like to watch heading into September, who do you think are some guys that we should be looking at? Yeah, I really think that you should be looking at Fernando Tatis Jr. Um, you know, he... He is, I mean, if he continues to play the way he does without any injury, he is the he is the front runner and will probably win the National League MVP. 
and having him back could could really really help them in in you know in in determining if they're going to make the playoffs or not because if they if they struggle again the reds could absolutely take them over the way that they're playing right now and their schedule uh the reds are playing in a much worse division than the nl than the nl west where the padres are um Another guy, another really interesting one that not a whole lot of people talk about, um, and it's a team that not a whole lot of people talk about, is uh, George Springer from the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, came from the Astros to the Blue Jays. Blue Jays are good. I mean, they're, they're, they're a little bit, you know, they're a little bit, you're three games back of the wild card, um, but he was away for injury for a long time. I think he's played like 48, 46 games. Um, and, you know, he just had a monster series against the Red Sox. Um, they were down seven, eight, nothing, and he had a three run homer to, to make it nine, eight, eight, seven. So, uh, you know, he, he's somebody that with, a, with a Vladimir, you know, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., uh, Bo Bichette, um, you know, Biggio, it's a, you know, it's a lineup that could be really, really scary. And they're slowly starting to make it. they're creeping. They're not, uh, they're not there yet. Um, but they're making things interesting. And I think that his name being back, um, uh, is, is one to, is, is one to slowly keep an eye on. Let's pivot away from baseball a bit and let's talk about what you do now. Sure. Um, very interesting world with the whole, uh, you know, all these new betting opportunities and things yeah. like that. Um, so talk about, you know, your day to day and your favorite part of the job. Sure. So, um, so I started, I, I kind of will start at the beginning because it kind of just gives a, a better sense of where I'm at now. But, um, I got hired by Foxbet, um, some of the stars group, um, mid COVID of last year, after I graduated from Drexel university, um, it was, it was a customer support advisor role. So very, very, um, entry level job. Um, basically my role entailed, uh, handling our, our chat cues and our email cues. Um, as I said, we, we, we come from the stars group. Um, and if, if, you know, you're not familiar, but uh, it, it's under, it started with PokerStars, um, which is the biggest online poker site in the world. Um, started over in Europe, um, gained enough capital to, to also launch a casino and a sports book called BetStars. Uh, moved over to the States um, and PokerStars and PokerStars Casino lift, blew up, lifted off. Um, it was great. For some reason, the, 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 the brand name BetStars didn't really work and didn't really resonate to a lot of people. Um, and this was in a time where, you know, you know, FanDuel had just started, DraftKings had just started. Um, and so these brands were, you know, were, were skyrocketing and, you know, like your, like your naming rights in the stadium, um, you know, they needed naming rights for their brand, you know, for our brand name, for our sports book and Fox Sports came in. Um, they now have our naming rights. And so we are now Fox Bet. Um, and basically I was handling chats and emails from, for all three verticals, um, sports, poker, casino. Um, you know, uh, handling some pretty big time degenerate gamblers. Um, however, you know, as somebody who was in sport management um, and wanted to, you know, focus on an industry that is, you know, going to basically, you know, be, be the, in, be dominate the industry for years and years to come. Um, I focused on my, uh, focused on the sports book, um, you know, talk to people within the sports, within our sports book departments, within our trading team, um, or through our content team, through our uh, marketing team. Um, and I've slowly developed uh, and, and, and built my resume with, with the company. And uh, I actually just got promoted uh, last week to um, senior sportsbook specialist. 
um, and customer operations lead. So now I, I now I'm not uh, in the external phase of Foxbet dealing with 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 uh, customers themselves. Um, I'm dealing on the internal side. I act as a liaison between all of these departments so that our support team knows and can handle our inquiries efficiently and as, and as best as they possibly can. Um, and so um, I work with our marketing team in terms of, you know, understanding promotions and then relaying that information to our support agents so they can pretty much quote unquote study up before then. Um, I work with our trading team as I can settle bets too. Um, I, 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 we have a back office software where I can go in and I can settle your bet, say if Carly wins a bet. Um, free bet credits, I can go in and if somebody, you know, wasn't credited a free bet, you know, they obviously are going to complain. So they'll come to our agents and our agents will come to me and I'll review their case and then I'll, I'll, I'll credit the free bet, um, you know, if, if they are deserving of it. Um, any kind of internal operational problems, I, that, that's what I'm, that's what I'm there for. I'm there to fix it. I'm there to report it. Um, and it really is an interesting job, you know, because, you know, like I said, this is, this is an industry that's going to boom. It's going to dominate our, the sports world. Um, and it, it's something that I love to be in, you know, pretty much all the time. Like I'm, I'm working with each department, understanding who they are and what they do. And I'm pretty much dipping, dipping my feet in each little, little pond of theirs. Um, and it's really going to be a big stepping stone for me as I get, you know, as I grow into the company, because um, I can find my interests personally um, and see where the company can get better at as a whole. So. Well, first of all, congratulations on the reason for Thank you. That's thank you. Amazing. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, what you're doing, I feel like is just so niche. That's why I was so excited to get this perspective. Yeah. And a lot of people have been talking about sports betting, even with like college sports. Just from like a general view, what do you think the future of sports betting will look like with all these different um, elements now? So there's there sport there's sports betting. You know, obviously, if you go to a casino, and there's sports betting. If you go online, it's gonna be like that. Those are the two biggest platforms right now, or places to go to you know to to, to bet on sports. But there are other two places that you're gonna see that are going to take off and you're going to take, and then they're going to take off pretty, pretty damn quickly. Um, you're going to have a sports book in your home and you're going to have a sports book in the arena. Um, when I say sports book at your home is you're going to be able to stream through some of these apps um, and you're going to be able, and, and, and some of these streaming platforms themselves will have sports books. Um, you know, DraftKings, there have been talks with DraftKings about, you know, releasing their own, streaming platform so you can bet and watch the game at the same time like that is insane like that is it's it just a new completely new experience watching sports as you all we always thought oh well uh, you know if i'm going to stream something it's going to be through the you know through your marquee channels like nbc sports or abc or espn plus or whatnot but now you know the, these companies are going to have capital enough to to actually start their own streaming platforms and, and people pay a premium for that. Um, another example is, is, is Fubo Sportsbook, um, Fubo Gaming. Uh, they're, they're about to launch uh, very, very soon. Um, and, and, and they're a streaming site. They're, very, they're known for their online, uh, for their uh, European soccer. Um, and, the, and, and so they're looking to have, you know, people pay a subscription to Fubo and then they bet via Fubo. 
Um, you know, you'll watch a live soccer game and the odds will be changing and people will be commenting like, ah, damn, I just lost this bet. Or, you know, people, you know, commenting, oh, they won. Um, it's going to be, it's a completely different experience. So, so the first one is at home. Uh, the second one, which I'm really interested in um, because I also worked for a sports team is in the arena. Um, you know, uh, Arizona just recently uh, regulated sports gambling, online sports gambling. Um, and instantly they approved the Arizona Diamondbacks to create their own sports book. So what will happen is it seems that uh, they'll have a, they'll have a provider come in, um, build their software um, and, and they'll, they'll have their own book and they'll be able to, you know, they'll be able to have a, a third party come in and run their own book. Um, and that's another, that's another line of revenue for them. Um, you know, as you walk into the, as you walk into the game and it's, you're going to be geolocated because, you know, with, with, with gambling regulations, you have to be geolocated in the States that allow it, but you'll be geolocated within a five block radius of the stadium. So if you're outside camp that you come within that radius, you're in. Um, and I mean, it's just going to completely dominate, you know, your, your experience. I mean, you're going to walk in, there's going to be a sports book. Wrigley field is another example. They just announced that they're going to, they're going to build a, they're going to build a sports book in Wrigley. And I don't think anybody long last time ago would have thought that Wrigley's Wrigley field was going to have a sports book, especially when you had the Black Sox scandal that happened, you know, 10 minute drive away back in 1919. Um, it's, it's crazy to think about. Um, but yeah, so those are the two areas that I'm really looking you know, forward to watching um, grow within this betting industry. Uh, and it's going to be, the experience is going to be pretty neat. If you're a better, watch out because it's going to be very, very cool. <laughs> Do you think that these new betting opportunities will have a positive effect or a negative effect on the integrity of the game itself? Really good question. Um, I think that I think that in professional sports, I don't necessarily think that you need to worry about it as much as collegiate athletics. And that's why and, and, and that's something that's it's such a especially now with what's going on in the NCAA um, with names, images and likenesses um, and, and players having their own voice, um, you know, and, and, and it being so new to to collegiate athletics. Um, that could be a, there could be a slippery slope there in my opinion. Um, but I do not, I don't, I, I don't see it really being that, um, that much of a problem, um, with, with athletes in professional sports, if that answers your question. Yeah, I, I, I think it's just such a, like an interesting new frontier. Um, you know, we, I'm, the, when you were talking about, I almost was thinking like, oh, is this like the new fantasy? Right. Because like fantasy took the sports world by storm. Um, like, is this the next thing? Well, I mean, that, well, that's how that's, that, that's how these like companies like FanDuel and DraftKings had to start because, I mean, I've had experience with, you know, looking at, at, at gambling licenses and how expensive they are. And they're, they're pretty damn expensive, uh, you know, to have a license and, to, you know, to be, to be under regulation. So, then they had to start with with daily fantasy sports, and that's what and, and that's what built up their capital enough that you know they could actually create a sports book as the as the you know as the licenses got you know um, what's what's the word they got defined, um, and 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 once they had enough capital, I mean, boom, there was there was their there was their money maker. Um, fantasy sports is great. I mean, it's still it's still huge. I have tons of friends who who still do it daily, hoping to win. 
about, you know, tens of thousands of dollars, um, but it's their sports book. And then and now it's going to be, I mean, all these sports books are also going to have, you know, subscriptions. So it's, it's pretty, it's pretty nuts. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. And, you know, all these new facets of sports that have, are coming about, but um, we want to thank you so much for coming on. Um, yeah, sure. Honestly, super interesting. I don't know a lot about the betting world, so it was awesome to hear it from your perspective. And of course, thank you for all your baseball takes. If they're wrong, we will roast you. Um, <laughs> Please do. Honestly, like, you know, your listeners, hey, just, you know, just come at me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Just come at me and just, we can have a conversation. We'll have a night. We'll have a, we'll have a, uh, a respectful conversation. A nice, respectful sports debate. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Dylan. Thank you so much, Carly. It was so great to talk to you, Sarah. It was so great to meet you. Uh, and, best so of, and best of luck to you guys. I'm, I, I, I've listened to a few, a few episodes that you guys have, um, and I'm excited what, you know, for what you guys got going. We're back, just us from the interview. What an awesome interview with Dylan. Um, it was awesome to catch up with him after all these years of being in classes together, um, but a great interview. Yeah, I feel like betting is all anybody could talk about right now, and obviously we have such limited knowledge of it, but he kind of gave us some really key points to look forward to. Yeah, I think uh, talking about the future of betting is super important when it comes to landscape of sports. Definitely gave our listeners some things to look for when it comes to betting and for baseball, um, which is super exciting as we head into September in the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. So that is all from us, guys. You know where to find us. Next one up, pod at gmail.com. Next one up, podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to our podcast as well. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.